Hello! Welcome to episode number four of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. And today I'll continue to give you some examples of sabotaging subpersonalities. I will describe the ones that I call the warrior, the troublemaker, this is very common, the maleficent or wicked, and the perfectionist, very common also, the general, the dramatic, also very common sub, and the sister of charity. This episode, I have to tell, is going to be very interesting and maybe at the end of it, like the past one, you can identify one of these sabotaging subs in yourself. So pay attention. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 18 years, an astrologer with 33 years of studies already, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. My proposal is to help you deal better with yourself, with others, and with life. Because everything has a why, a what for, and a how. Do you want to understand certain situations and change your reality for better? Yes, you do. Want to evolve as a human being? I hope so. So, <laughs> stay here and let's have a conversation. If you have no idea of what a sabotaging subpersonality is, I recommend you go listen to episode number two, where I explain what it is and how it is formed and how to deal with one of them. Okay, so let's start describing the sub that I call the warrior. Well, you can have an idea just by the name I used to describe him. He always needs to be involved in a more heated discussion or fight. It doesn't matter if it is verbal or physical, because the most important thing is that he really needs to assert himself, because it's at, at the time of anger and adrenaline that he feels strong like full of life and purpose and confident and valorous, courageous, fearless and uh, important. And most of all, he feels powerful when in the middle of a fight. So as I explained before about the f how a sub is formed, it works like a, a scab, you know, uh, when the person has a wound in their psyche and the, the sub-personality works to protect that psychological or emotional wound. By, so, in the case of the warrior, have you, can you have an idea of the fragile, fearful and vulnerable condition under that scab or the real wound? The warrior is good at facing enemies. 
it doesn't matter if they are real or imaginary. He, he's very good at uh, dealing with bullies and at fighting for, shall we say, those not as brave as him. And the point is that because he enjoys a fight so much, he's always getting one with whoever it is. And no matter what the reason, what matters is fighting and preferably winning, obviously. And that's when things can get complicated with someone, you know, in, in the life of someone with this sub. Do you know when the person runs out of arguments in a discussion and in order not to give in, they appeal and dig up things from the past to continue the quarrel or else? If uh, because they are motivated by pride and without thinking, they can accuse and attack the other person with issues that have n just absolutely nothing to do with the one that originated the discussion. So they can really lower the level to the bottom and uh, by saying cruel and absolutely unnecessary words which can cause irreparable damage to a relationship. This sub uh, is not only very proud, but uh, he's also arrogant, very arrogant. And uh, interestingly, this type is very good at telling some truth, actually his truth in the face of others, but he's not so good at hearing some truth about himself and he takes offense very easily and uh, with any little thing, even if said without intention of hitting him because he's always defensive, waiting for an attack. His ego is very strong, big and sensitive at the same time because it takes everything personally. And do you know why? Because that gives him great excuses to start a fight. And uh, as I said, he feels very strong and powerful in a fight. The, the bad thing is he doesn't seem to get tired of living like this, always at war, even with strangers. It can be a very stressful sub-personality. And someone with this, this warrior really enjoys a fight. And uh, it's always attracting, you know, those kind of situations with other people. Next sub, the troublemaker. Oh, this one is very common. This sub is close friends, actually, with the vigilante and the warrior, as you can imagine, you know, because the vigilante that I described on the last episode, number, number three, and uh, the warrior and this troublemaker they are always in the middle of, um, let's say, uncomfortable situations. But the difference is, while the vigilante defends causes and the, the warrior uh, is strong and brave to enter a fight, the troublemaker is, let's say, more mediocre. I'll pick an example of a woman with the troublemaker sub. What she really likes is a nitpick, a tantrum, a discussion, a gossip, uh, a revenge, 
and she's very critical and demanding and she's always looking for trouble she's nosy she wants to find out and guess everything even when and where she's not called and she gives an exaggerated importance to what others think and say especially about herself she just loves to speak ill of others she just considers herself very sincere actually she loves to hear and spread gossip with a tone of criticism and wickedness to complain about everything and to express her, her negative opinion about anything however she doesn't admit that nobody corrects her criticizes her complains or worse speaks ill of her she's very proud and um, she doesn't take shit home she says what she thinks in the face if it's to argue with someone and defend herself or someone dear she doesn't mince words she's short-tempered yes very short-tempered she's very impatient and uh, she gets irritated easily and quickly so you can have an idea how impulsive she is and she can also be stupid actually rude and uh, dirty mouth also and devoid of calm and uh, common sense she is dramatic and really exaggerated uh, getting bothered and offended with any little thing even if she thinks someone has looked at her wrongly he she loves to take satisfaction you know like if she sees someone looking at her in a way she considers strange she feels you know like offended at the same time she's always expecting the worst from other people even if they are not thinking anything about her and because she's so critical she tends to project that criticism to other people so she thinks other people <laughs> are always uh, you know talking bad things about her a sub like this, the troublemaker can create. Um, the person is always attracting equally negative situations, things, and people, which justify her attacks of nonconformity and even irritability. Obviously, this sub is always, like I said, attracting and creating what? Trouble! the person has no peace and even if she's quiet in her corner at home for example the trouble goes to her deep down the troublemaker loves to show that she's someone who has personality and attitude and that she's not a full passive and submissive that others can make of them or clown but i have to admit the troublemaker is strong but she uses her own strength to assert herself by fighting and arguing with others to feel better because those fights make her feel like she's more intelligent than the other person she's smarter she's stronger and even more powerful it's a lot of indomitable ego her ego is very strong so you can have an idea of uh, the kind of life that someone with the the troublemaker sub has it's a 
it's always, you know, trouble, actually, you know, fighting with other people. She doesn't have much peace. Her life is just uh, trouble, trouble, trouble. And even if she says that, oh, I, I just want some peace in my life. But uh, the reality is when she's in the middle of a fight, just like the warrior, and uh, she feels powerful and uh, it's a way to compensate her inner sense of being powerless, actually. Another thumb that I call maleficent, wicked or perverse. When a person plays too much the good type, you know, that um, someone that looks, that, that seems to be uh, always good to anyone, wearing the character of the candidate of canonization and swallowing quietly abuses and offenses, what happens? In the case of a woman, for example, she represses her defense force, and who better to assume this role to defend her than a very bad, relentless, vindictive, and cruel sub. The perverse sub, she's not necessarily perverted. She's not envious. Uh, she's actually fully aware of her capacity, dignity, strength, and even power. She's very self-confident. She doesn't compare herself to anyone. And she knows that she can have anything she wants. And evidently, she's also not afraid of anything, not caring about the opinion of others, nor playing the good girl to please anyone. She's neither false or nor hypocritical, and she detests weak and cowardly people. For this very reason, it's common for her, the sub, to despise the individual in whose psyche she lives, even because she is insistent, continuous, and firmly denied by them, since she's considered socially bad and inadequate. So this uh, is the depth of the following philosophy. Sometimes it's good for a subject to try his own medicine to know what it tastes like. Well, very vindictive philosophy, actually. And since she has no pity on anyone, especially the tricker kind of people, uh, she may eventually want to pay back to those who harmed the hostess, let's say, the woman who plays the, the good person all the time. Only that the latter, the, this woman can consciously step on the brake for fear of being frowned upon by the retaliation. If the person with this sub hold back the defensive impulse of the sub, they will frown it upon by their sub, which is much worse, and uh, will fall even further in the sub's concept, actually making the sub, you know, even more anger with the, the person. And But unlike the troublemaker sub, the Maleficent can be very calm and patient and uh, she plans her revenge without haste, meticulously and coldly, to be very well done. And because the person with this sub tends to reject her 
and uh, so there comes a time when the, the sub stops defending the person and starts attacking them so how does this sub act in someone's life the person won't have the things or even partners they want most due to the sub's pure and arbitrary desire for revenge it's like if the sub was saying if you want to continue to be silly and goody to anyone so screw you to see if you learn to become an adult if it is to have this sub as an enemy let her be your enemies and rivals enemy not yours because what she can do against you is capable of closing your paths more than a black magic for example because just her and only her the sub can undo the work and reverse your prosperity uh, in whatever sector of your life she has locked up the maleficent is more easily found in those as i said those kind of people that you know the pleaser people who are always trying to please anyone play the good person because they can be very abused by other people by trying to please everyone so the the maleficent is a sub that acts to protect her but if the sub is denied well then the it can turn against the person and it will be really the worst enemy uh, someone can have. Another very common sub, the perfectionist. He is an eternal dissatisfied. He's very critical, detailed and methodical. For him, only the excellent or at least the great is acceptable. And yet, it's still possible to find a way to do even better. So you can imagine, yes, he, he, he can be a pain in the ass, always being annoying and teasing about something. However, if you learn to appreciate and care for things like order, organization, and cleanliness, and discipline, and attention to details, and also efficiency and competence the sub won't seem as demanding and unbearable as if you were messy careless lazy and sloppy even with cleanliness of yourself and your environment obviously this sub the perfectionist can be quite neurotic especially if you live in a chaotic big city and have to deal with several people throughout the day at work and at home. He can also be very uncompromising and rigid, especially if you are still starting to learn something, even as a hobby, it doesn't matter, such as, you know, if you decide to to learn how to play an instrument and uh, or prepare a more elaborate dish or painting, whatever. And it's clear that the perfectionist will prefer your new hobby to be a more difficult thing which requires specific techniques and dedication to achieve perfection. 
he just doesn't like you know easy things she likes you know difficult things the point is that the perfectionist is also as you can imagine arrogant and pretentious and devoid of patience of course so he tends to find other people slow and incompetent and uh, as well as he tends to think that you which is an extension of him should already know everything and do it right at once after all the information is accessible there on the internet if necessary you just have to read and execute it's that simple how come you can do it this talk of trying and making mistakes. For him, the perfectionist is for lazy and stupid people. And uh, you better do it right and do it well or don't even start. If you don't want him to demean you, making you feel like a completely useless loser. But there's always a good thing about the sabotaging sub. And the good thing about the perfectionist, someone who has a sub like this is that the dedicated individual can reach excellence in some area of their life and let's face it everyone appreciates a job well done even more if they are paying for it of course so quality is very important but the bad thing about having a perfectionist sub is that the stress it can cause to to someone because he's always this sub is always demanding of course perfectionism and uh, so it, it's really necessary for someone with the this sub to have a work done with it that's what i do in my work as a therapist because it's not about being perfectionist it's about enjoying um, quality it's a different tone it's not so exaggerated and neurotic another sub is the one that i call the general he actually makes a beautiful pair with the mother superior which i described in the last episode but the, at least out of the room since the mother superior is so pure and faithful to a divine and perfect man who doesn't exist in our world that you can already guess that the general is very authoritarian uh, rigid uncompromising and disciplined does he remind you of anyone if you already listened to the last episode yes the executioner judge but the difference is that he doesn't judge the general he doesn't condemn and execute he just likes to give orders he wants everything always his way and expects you who has this sub and everyone to carry out his orders quickly and efficiently without contesting nor complaining the general hates insubordination and his anger is most easily aroused when someone confronts him and questions what he the absolute authority says even worse if he notices 
a tone of sarcasm, irony, debauchery, disrespect or contempt. But as a good soldier, um, the general is fearless and he faces anyone without being intimidated. And if he runs out of arguments in a discussion, he will go on the direct attack without thinking and measuring words. And it doesn't matter if he brings up a subject that has nothing to do with the initial reason for the discord. The important thing for someone with, with this sub is to give the last word or shout and feel victorious, of course. If you don't appreciate the kind of useless and low-level conflict with someone with this sub, just turn your back on him and ignore him. He will probably still bark a little, but it's difficult to fight a battle without an enemy. And you know the saying, when one does not want, two do not fight. At least it's a saying we have in Portuguese in Brazil, but uh, you got the, the meaning, right? So basically, a general sub hates, as you can also imagine, he hates excuses and laziness. He does not admit failures and defeats, nor does he use certain words that favor cordiality and goodwill among civilians, such as, please, thank you, excuse me, and sorry, because he's the highest authority, right, the general, so evidently he never asks for anything, he just orders. And he's, but the good thing is, someone who is this, uh, the, the general is tough, she, he's, he's strong and resistant, he never shows weakness, fear, doubt or insecurity, which makes him a great ally, but only if you can earn his respect and trust. He also has an admirable sense of honor, duty and dignity. He's very ethical and correct. He doesn't give in to blackmails or corruptions. And uh, the general is also strong, courageous and also loyal. It's with him that you can count on in difficult hours. Also because being very firm and decisive, he will convey a security that will go far beyond simple words of encouragement. So the good, there are good things in having a sub-personality like the general, but um, the bad thing is that when he's really, you know, impatient and uh, demanding things his way, he can make damage to relationships, you know, with people who really doesn't like to be in the middle of a battle or a fight like him. It's not so easy to deal with. Another very common sub-personality, the one that I call dramatic. It's easy, the dramatic is easy to be found in people with emotional immaturity. For example, a woman with a dramatic sub, she not only wants but needs 
and sometimes even demands uh, attention. In fact, she lives on that, on the importance that others give to her. It's not that the dramatic needs applause. However, an audience is essential to give her credibility as exaggerated she may be when reporting or reliving a situation. And deep down, she is a tremendous vampire. As you might expect, she loves a tragedy, a disaster, a misfortune. Even if the situation itself is not a big deal, she is in charge of increasing the details using strong colors to make the painting stand out. It may be just a misunderstanding or something ordinary, but the dramatic with her big imagination and lack of common sense and thoughtfulness to stick to facts and remain neutral, she soon adds a Hollywoodian tone. Well, you know the type, the dramatic, and you know that she can even be a great storyteller, actually. But in real life, you need to give a good discount for the exaggeration so as not to be impressed and contaminated by the negative emotional load. Because that's where is the danger. The dramatic loves to play the victim, whether of someone else's wickedness or of bad karma, bad luck, envy or destiny. It doesn't matter. What's important to her is to awaken others' pity and with that gain sympathy, solidarity, help and nourish herself with the positive energy that is sent to her. That's why she's such a tremendous vampire. She's a master of emotional blackmail and uh, she's also a professional martyr. There is something that I call unnecessary sufferings. The dramatic sub loves someone with this sub loves to maximize any little pain or even simple discomfort as well as she loves to the word guilt instead of responsibility uh, because it usually comes with the implicit suggestion of punishment. When I hear a story of some difficult conflict or challenge experienced, especially in a therapy session, I always keep my filter in my ears to separate the drama from the facts. And when the person insists on it, on the drama, even more assuming the role of the poor victim, I make use of my drama dissolver, which is good humor and uh, which can even reach the level of gapping. So basically, when I'm dealing uh, with someone very dramatic, I use good humor so that the client or the person, the, if I'm not in a therapy session, can laugh at the situation, especially at themselves and their pathetic exaggeration. And in the end, the goal is that the person adopts a more neutral and sensible point of view, such as, yes, it wasn't all that, I exaggerated.
And that point of view really helps to minimize suffering. There's a sub that I described in the last episode, which I call the poor guy, poor girl, or the victim sub. This dramatic sub is similar to that. The difference is that the, the dramatic doesn't necessarily play the impotent, the weak or incapable, or want someone to mobilize to help her or do something for herself. Also, not necessarily someone with this sub only attracts or creates situations in which she, if it's the case of a woman with this sub, not a sad situation in which she gets screwed by or be them misfortunes or tragedies. The dramatic can be actually strong, capable, full of vitality and strength and tell successful, happy and lucky stories. The point here is the exaggeration to capture the audience's eyes and ears, to be the center of attention, as if in an attempt to compensate what an intimate and uncomfortable feeling of being nobody. That's the weakness of the person with this sub. They feel like they are nobody. They are not interesting, they are anonymous, boring and invisible. So that's how this dramatic sub arises, trying to draw people's attentions to them, just to compensate the, the bad feelings of being a no one. And now I will describe the last example, the sub that I call Sister of Charity. Just saying this name, you can imagine the figure. The sister is a kind of a big mother of the helpless and needy. She feels sorry for everyone. She wants to help all creatures indistinctly and she just can't see someone in a difficult or limited situation that her heart squeezes in pity, pity, not compassion. And she feels an urgent need to do something to help without measuring efforts. She resembles the hero sub, but it's more discreet and uh, doesn't need applause, actually. It's enough the satisfaction of knowing that she's a good person who is guaranteeing her place in heaven along with angels and other good souls. Because deep inside, this sub knows that God is watching and she doesn't want to disappoint him. So she fulfills her role as a humble and a sacrificial servant of God without complaining about anything. Deep inside her goal, what he, she really likes is the admiration of others. 
when people look at her and say, what a good woman, what a good soul she is. And uh, that's a lot of vanity on her attitude, actually. You know, the vanity of being a good person. So being so charitable and her existence is justified only with poor people for her to take in her arms when not at her home and uh, to be helped unselfishly. She has the profile of people who are exploited, abused and made of fools, subjecting themselves even to betrayal or ingratitude, contempt, and even hatred of those who they help. Uh, I know it can seem unfair, but uh, let me tell you something. If you insist on treating someone like a poor person and like a victim, you can end up undermining the dignity, the self-confidence and pride of the other person. If you always send the message that they are not able or nor achieve some, anything without your help, you are indirectly saying that you are better and superior to them. And here comes the same principle behind envy. Too much frustration can lead to anger and even hatred. The sister of charity uh, may even claim that uh, she doesn't know or can't say no, but that everyone is able to say, right? No. Uh, like if someone uh, asks you, uh, what time is it? Everybody can say, I don't know what time is it. I don't know a place where to get to somewhere, for example. The issue here is the vanity and pride, as I said before, to be good and well regarded and motivated by the fear of being considered a bad person. For example, basically refusing to help someone. The worst thing for the sister of charities uh, is not being made of muggle, but being called bad and selfish and just that idea of being called a selfish person already hurts her emotionally that's her biggest fear because deep down the person has a lot of wickedness inside her but not the kind that can be channeled outwards and reach or harm others through words it's the repressed evil interjected and turned towards herself in the form of morbid thoughts as constant fears of anything, fear of assault, of a car crash, more serious accident of um, a, a woman with this, for example, can have constant fears of driving alone at night, for example, or even a fear of thunder. But in practice, uh, someone with this uh, is very insecure and fearful as much as she tries to disguise it with positivism and even optimism. Uh, 
So for believing and giving so much importance to evil, she overcompensates by being good, being generous and charitable, above, but above average, much more than um, normal, regular people. But uh, because she's always trying to guarantee an extra divine protection. It's a good thing to be a good person. It gives a nice feeling in the chest. But when good is used to bargain with spirituality, even if unconsciously, the primary motivation stops being altruistic and, uh, and becomes much more a kind of a convenient bargain. For a woman with this sub, uh, In her mind, there are always two types of people, good and bad. And she can't stand the idea of being labeled in the worst case, the being a bad person, because that would mean that she would attract evil and, uh, and suffer divine punishments. So she doesn't miss one single opportunity to show how good she is. Otherwise, she punishes herself in her own head with neurotic thoughts of guilt and condemnation, which only fuels more her fears. And here I have to mention what I call the principle of reverse faith, which is the more that someone prays and does good to avoid evil, the more they attract it due to the importance they attach to it and the negative is always manifesting around them it's like um, someone with this uh, is always experiencing like problems at, at home uh, for example uh, her son uh, borrows her car and and damages it uh, the pet can get sick oftenly Or the money that is scarce, uh, the computer or the cell phone that breaks. Because the biggest fear is not being good enough and be punished by God. So behind the attitude of being good, the, the, the good actors, is the belief that uh, if they are not good enough, they will suffer any kind of punishment. So by thinking this way, they reinforce the negative aspects of anything, the negative possibilities. And that's why they attract, they tend to attract so many troubles and problems in, in their lives. Because all the good things they do is to avoid bad consequences, bad things in their lives, because deep inside, they really believe in evil, that bad things can happen to them. They are so sure of this, that they try so hard to avoid it by being good and by not saying no to anyone. So, in this episode, I gave you a few more examples of uh, sabotaging subpersonalities. And uh, if you feel like identified with some of them, well, 
there is always something that can be done when a sub is really sabotaging someone's life it is possible to work with them in order to negotiate with the subs for them to stop sabotaging and uh, start to actually play in the person's team so like work as allies if not as friends actually there are more types of sabotaging subpersonalities of course and as i explained in the episode number two about where i talked about them the i can identify easily identify sabotaging subs in the, someone's uh, birth chart using astrology and there are so many each case is a different case but for now that's it you can participate in the podcast by sending a voice message through the link in my instagram bio which is at gracie who g-r-e-i-c-y-h-o-o Yes, your audio up to one minute can appear here as if you were in a radio program. That would be really cool, isn't it? Or you can reach me on Instagram to DM me a comment, question or a suggestion. If you like this podcast, subscribe on your favorite platform to receive new episodes or follow me on Instagram to find out when there will be a new one on the air. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.